five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Why don't we steal away into the night? Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's me, Robert Phoenix. I'm back. And I have a special guest today on today's show. Look at what we have here. We have... Oh, come on. You can do this. We have Yoshi. Yoshi's on the show today. How you doing, Yoshi? How you like being here in Texas? What do you have to say to the... Uh, the assembled masses. It's your first media appearance, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Oh, look at him. So Jasper, of course, is having a uh, kind of a mental health break, and I needed a stand-in today, so I rented a, a French poodle and uh, or French bulldog, rather. See, that's how unfamiliar with the breed I am. And he'll be going back uh, as soon as Jasper is ready to come back on the show again. Thanks, Yoshi. You, you did great today. Appreciate that. No, actually, Yoshi's just um, just visiting, but he will he will be, he will be leaving tomorrow. You're doing great. You're doing great. You were a great show dog. Kind of a new totem for the show. How is everybody? Um, we're trying something a little bit different today. Well, not really. It's the same, but it's different, which is kind of like every day, and. So I'm streaming, you know, I'm on Rumble. Today, I'm streaming on Twitch as well. Now, I don't know for sure if I'm streaming on Twitch. But after the show, I'll find out. So it's my attempt to broadcast in multiple destinations. And I think I left the chat on in, in, in Twitch, which I think could be a little problematic. I mean, Twitch is its whole universe. So I have to go back and maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll turn the chat off um, just to uh, just to make sure that it's uh, manageable. It's a whole new thing. How is everyone? It is um, hot here. Can you believe it? It's, it's another 100 degree plus day. And the earth is cooking in more ways than one. They're going to be, I think, around... 109 in England today, which is absolutely and utterly nuts. Crazy. Apparently, the last time they had a summer this hot in Europe was 1976. Similar temperatures, by the way. So it's not like it hasn't happened before because it has. It's just that a lot of people weren't alive to experience it. I mean, think about it. You know, a lot of the planet's population was born after 1976. 
the millennials being the um, largest group of people born since the baby boomers. And uh, the millennials were uh, the offspring of the late baby boomers. Like theoretically, if I had had started having kids in my 20s, I would have had a millennial. But I skipped. I skipped a generation, and I didn't have some. I didn't have a kid until my 40s, so I wound up with a Gen Zer or Gen Z. And you know, I'm sure millennial would have been just fine. Maybe. Uh, as always, we got business to take care of today. At the beginning, of the show. I think Lisa's run is winding down. You're trying to get her some more votes for her big performance at the Hollywood Bowl. Let me throw that up there again. Where she, She's currently in second place. Come on, people. We got two days. Two days. Let's get some votes out for our girl, L.A. Bliss. Right there. Look at that. Currently second in their group. I think she moves on to a new, another round after this. So let's see if we can make this happen. You can vote every day. And, um, and I think there's this thing where you can actually donate to their, I think I did this. I talked about this yesterday. Um, you can donate to this suicide prevention organization. It's a, 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 a nonprofit. These are her songs, by the way, you can hear them right there. We got Here For You, Stronger Love, Bloodline, Gemini, an astrologically inspired track, Five Minutes to Midnight. I like this song. I've listened to them all, by the way. And uh, let's get out the vote. But if you if you do the um, receive two times the votes in the next 15 plus hours. All right. Let's see if we can get her over the hump. It's got two days left. And uh, be great because he gets, let's see, and $10,000 sold out concert alongside industry superstars. Our opening act will receive their own private dressing room, a ton of exposure on the radio, and $10,000. We'll get 1000 Lisa said she donated 1000 to us, and I could put that towards people who want to come to the event. All right, so let's, uh, let's get out the vote for Miss L.A. Bliss. Cool stuff. All right. The show's sponsor. By the way, Robbie Dupree's band was pretty cool, wasn't it? I mean, they had that nice groove. They had the doobie bounce. He does look like kind of a cross between Kenny Loggins and Steve Jobs' younger brother. And um, he, he looks like he's a programmer or something. But the band is kind of cool. Right, you got the guy with the braids on the con on the kungas, the dude on the bass next to him in the Hawaiian shirt. Like it's a pretty cool band, and the sitar effect on the guitar is awesome. Love the sitar effect on the guitar. Robbie Dupree, steal. You know, I heard him from a video on YouTube. It was probably about from three or four years ago. The guy can still sing. He hit every note perfectly. All right, let's get into um, 
our sponsor, which is True Ham Science. And let me bring your page up here one more time before we jump into today's show. And a little uh, check in with Chataria. So here we go, True Ham Science. You guys know the story about True Ham Science. It is, in my estimation, some of the finest CBD products that I've run across. Um, I was talking with uh, Johnny Cruz last night. He's waiting for his gummies to show up. And um, I just, uh, I think I just munched mine and was on the land. I was on my way to the land of Nod. So as I've mentioned before, Christopher has a whole line of products, different intensities, varieties, purposes, right? So, and they're all, they're, the thing about his products is that they're numbered. So you just remember the number that it correlates to. And you just go back and say, I want the, the 33 or whatever the, whatever the number is. And boom, you got it. He also has some other products as well, including fulvic acid. And he's got another product that is similar to MM. What is it? To MMS. Um, and then he, I think he has some topical stuff too. So go in, check out his store and you're going to find that at uh, truehempscience.com backslash ref that's ref backslash 23 and just type in one five mins all capital 15 mins and um you'll get your your goodies you get to that hundred dollar zone you're going to get some free product so there you go there's a little shout out for true hemp science and uh, my buddy Christopher Lynch. Okay, let's see who's in chat today. Who decided to show up? Represent. Oh, I should probably talk about the Harvest Moon event also, October 14th, 16th in Kerrville with myself and the Leo King, David Palmer. Uh, you can find that here. I'll just show you. You can find that information on this website, 15 Minutes of Flame. That's ovflame.com and also robertphoenix.com. So if you want to hang out in the fall, best time of year in Texas, we'll probably be in the 80s, which would be perfect. And get into some astrology, some deep astrology, uh, some, some deep electronic house and techno uh we've got the guadalupe river i've got some other activities planned for us uh david's gonna talk i'm gonna talk we're gonna have some group stuff planned out it's gonna be cool and that's uh october 14th through the 16th you see that right there and just click through at the bottom that'll take you to my other website robertphoenix.com and all the details are available there there you go i think we've uh run the gamut here let's see who's in chat we've got michael pafford what's going on miguel uh there's my man tom good to see you tom and then there's another miguel djmc what's going on brother mike uh there's ryan the introspective woodworker sony's here equicentric good day uh from the back row always the best place to sit 
unless you're on a plane. Looking at Robert, we believe that was food, right? Oh my God. We're going to get into it today. Plastic in a bowl. Uh, let's see who else do we have. Wendy says, morning, Wendy. How are you doing? Good to see you. Uh, MLMCI. It is going to be a scorcher. Good to see you. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the show that never ends. Uh, let's see who else we have. Jake. Yacht Rock morning. You got it. You know, I was going to play. Hold on a second. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. This dog. I really like this little dog. This little dog is right by my feet. You like it here. I think this dog likes Texas. He's right down there. This is this is the stand-in. He's a good stand-in. Um, I was going to play a different song this morning. But I think Twitch is weird about copyright shit. So I schedule the Twitch start time at 9.15, which means I've got to play a song that's five minutes or less. And I was going to play a song with the Doobie Brothers that was over five minutes. So at the last minute, I had to can it in Robbie Dupree, solid stand-in. Super solid stand-in. Mark M., what's going on, Brother Mark? My astrological brother from another mother. Good to see you. Uh, Robin's here. Ice pick to the forehead. Oh, Robin. I'm doing this now for you every day. Robin Dupree, man. He, that's a cool tune. One hit wonder. You know, I saw this thing yesterday. That song, Starbuck, um, Moonlight. The band Starbuck, Moonlight, Feels Right, that tune, the one that I played where the guy has the most amazing marimba solo in the history of pop music, that song, the guy with the, the cap. Anyway, I saw there's this guy that has a show called The Do uh, Doctor of Rock on, um, on YouTube. It's a nice little show. He did an interview with this guy. The story behind the song is great. Here's the story behind the song. The guy who plays the, the keyboards and wrote the song is from Mississippi. He was in a poker game in Mississippi, and there is a newspaper there at the poker game, and they had a picture of a beauty queen in the newspaper. And, like, he just became transfixed by this picture. And he wanted to know who she was. And th these guys are talking and they said, oh, she's dating. She's dating some, Jake, this is for you because this is your part of the world. Uh, she's dating a football player from Ole Miss. But she probably goes to the junior college around there. So this guy, the, the singer, songwriter for Starbuck, actually drives out to this junior college and scouts around the junior college till he finds her. He asks her out the first time. She says no. He asks her out the second time. She says no. Third time, he asks her out, and she says yes. So eventually, he starts writing this song about that experience. And the whole thing with the French Connection 
that he mentions in the song was it was he was watching this happens a lot sometimes he was watching there was the the movie the french connection i think was on tv in the background and he was making an analogy between gene hackman trying to find the heroin dealer in the french connection and it was difficult like he was having a hard time tracking this guy down and so that was an analogy for him trying to make a connection and a date with this woman well guess what the story has a sappy happy ending they get married and they've been together for the rest of their life and the story of the recording is absolutely cool and the miking of the uh, marimba robin you would actually appreciate this because i know you're a gearhead it's a great story and you know what we don't have stories like that anymore you know why because we have fucking tinder and rumble and we have the uh ig instant gratification pages it's just not going to happen and if somebody says no the first time what's going to happen well you'll go right off and become an incel or they'll say oh no that's okay uh, I'm going away this weekend. There's a guy from the Valley who's taking me out to uh, the Keys this weekend. I'm meeting him there. Oh, how'd you meet? Oh, we, we met on uh, OnlyFans. That's why you'll never have stuff like this happen, right? Because first of all, you got to be in person. Second of all, you got to be able to take rejection. And that guy was persistent. He was like, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm into this woman. And by the third time, bang. They started dating. He snatched her from the football player at Ole Miss. Writes a memorable, the only song that was ever really a hit for him. And I guess that's really all that mattered. What a great story. All right, who else do we have? Uh, let's see. Julie Sunshine, big cat mama's here. What's going? Hucklebuck 411. Staying on the uh, Ailey, Ellie side of the island. Sarah Hempfling is here. This is the beginning, right? No, you're here. Yeah, we do hope Robin's feeling better. I'll have, you know what? There, is, there will be a culmination to the yacht cruise. We will, we will, we will bring this experience uh, into, into the dock at some point, but not yet. Not yet. Let's see who else we have. Here's my girlfriend, CC Neos here. I identify as petroleum today. My pronouns are your highness. I love it. If you identify as petroleum, you will be in demand. Let's see who else do we have. Michael McDonald Light. It's true. It is Michael McDonald Light. There can only be one Michael McDonald, but as far as like a Michael McDonald Light, that's not bad. I, I can live with Robbie Dupree. Um, let's see who else. Yes, it is fun. We have a good time here, Sarah. We're glad you're here. Let's see who else. 
Yeah, you were expecting Jasper, huh? No, you got Yoshi instead. Where was he now? I think he abandoned me. He got off the yacht. He is a very cute guy, right? French poodle bull. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we hope you feel better. I did not know you're under the weather, Robin. Does anybody know the name for the Twitch channel? 15 minutes of flame. Part of my Libra moon. I'll never seem to land well, but you were looking great, Robert. Healthy. And oh, thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. And Equa coming in with the link. I don't know if it's streaming or not, but um, I'll find out later. I'll definitely find out later. You've been tuned two votes a day. You're the man, Ryan. Look at you. Check you out. Tontendar is here. What's going on, Big T? Maurice, 100. What is anything happening in the world today? What isn't happening? Let's see who else do we have. Here's my man, Steve. What's going on, Steve? Yes, you too could be hanging out here in Chantaria the coolest chat room on the internets. Am I up to speed? Did I get it, everybody here? Let me see. Why don't we steal away? I know, isn't that a good story? That's a great, you just don't, you will not hear those stories anymore. It just doesn't happen. Something stole our humanity, 100%. 100%. The shout-outs are fun. I love, I love rapping with you guys. Bill Murray tied uh, to the mast, and what about Bob? Is as close I, as I get to Yacht Rock. So Robin is a purist, and he's uh, a deep, deep, deep guitar. Come on, Robin. You got to love a little Jay Graydon now. Come on. You got to love a little Jay Graydon at least from a professional standpoint. Jay's the man. Twitch is offline. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll try to figure it out. See what I did wrong. I know that Rumble's rumbling along. Kelly B in the house. All right, let's get going. So yesterday, I played a video that got interrupted. I'm going to play it again because we're going to talk about it. And there's... There's a lot going on in this video. And then I found some interesting things related to the video that we're going to talk about. And um, so let me, let me do that. Let me go, let me go back into the video. Uh, so this is Leo Nigren, who is Finnish. He knows all, he knows a ton about the ancient history of Finland. And then at the end of this video, he gets into the Oriental medicine thing. It, because this is not about Oriental medicine, this video. It's really about what went on in Finland thousands and thousands of years ago. And then how the Finnish people actually were, were wiped out and that there was a different group that was connected to them still in that area, but they had a, they had a, a city called hell 
and hell later became Helsinki. And it wasn't really hell. It was not like that at all. And it was attacked. Hell was attacked by uh, the Roman Catholics. And, and ironically, I believe it was Pope Leo. And here we have Leo talking about uh, Finland. It was the Roman Catholics and it was the Greek Orthodox who came up from the South. And these were mercenaries and they were paid in gold to slaughter the Finns in hell because the quote unquote Bible said that um, this was hell on earth, but it really wasn't right. It was inverted. They inverted the whole thing and it was a lot closer to heaven on earth, but the church did not want this place to exist for a number of different reasons. The original Finnish people, according to Leo Nigren and Jim Chassar, knew the story of creation. They knew how the, the, this version of the world was formed. And that at one point, the world, and I've talked about this before, that the world really was like the Garden of Eden. Like the Garden of Eden was a thing. And people lived, it wasn't just Adam and Eve, people lived in a world where there was continuous low-level sunlight, which I believe was closer to purple. It was like a purple light. And the, the world itself was much more tropical. Even in the Arctic regions, this is what these guys, and I've, I've talked about this for a while, and this is what both Jim Chassar and Leo Nigren talk about, and, and that uh, the people were more uniform in terms of their um, complexion. They were kind of olive skinned and brown eyes, but then something happens, right? There's this massive ice age, the ice fall that takes place, and it changes everything. It changes them. It changes their relationship to their elements, and then they they have to they have to get into animal husbandry. They have to get into the growing of grains because there are those months out of the year where they just cannot survive. Before they were able to survive, it was like, oh, you like a you like a mango? We'll go ahead and pick that mango and eat that mango. That's kind of what their their world was like. So they changed, but but they still understood where they came from, right? They still understood where they came from. They understood what, what the creation of the world was about. And they had a very specific language that, that told the story. And the Finns today do not speak the same language. So Pope Leo sent these two phalanxes of the church, the Greek Orthodox and the Roman Catholic Orthodox, to go to hell and slaughter them. And they did. Um, so it's very interesting, the story. And Leo Nigren talks about that. Um, but he also talks about this other piece, which I'm going to play again. And we're going to talk about that. Well, we're going to talk about what he talked about after this. Okay. Because that's mainly the topic of today's show. Although we'll talk about a few other things as well that are related. All right. Here we go. Let's hear little uh, Leo Nigren and his little riff here on masculinity, femininity, and 
fructose and sugar. And there's more, but let's start there. Okay, here we go. And uh, only those who, who got the passing in the dancing test, they were allowed to make new people. Most people were ousted. And the fin actually those Finnish-speaking people, they were not here then yet at all. So they were only these root-speaking people here in Finland. These Finnish-speaking came much later. Although the Finnish official language was uh, made here or uh, constructed here. So that Jerusalem, uh, who is much older than the one there in the Near East, this place has been here before. Because, yes, these uh, dancing grounds, I don't know how old they are. Uh, in, in Italy, there has been found ones or some that were uh, more than 20,000 years old. Really? Yes. Amazing. Mm. But that's also in the Chinese medicine. Uh, I'm doctor of, doctor of Chinese medicine now. And I've been studying it 30 years mm -hmm. and doing uh, 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 shiatsu treatments mm -hmm. for 25 years. I know quite a lot uh, of, about this uh, Chinese medicine, of course. Well, I can tell you, I use this uh, Chinese uh, system for my living. I've never been sick. I've never been in a hospital yet. I have never seen uh, any doctor for 35, 40 years uh, because uh, I feel and I can test myself that I am absolutely healthy still today, except that uh, my memory is not uh, so sharp anymore. But that can be okay. And uh, I, can, I can feel myself how healthy I am. There are three places here, three places here, and uh, uh, from the surface or a little deeper or still more deeper going and I can feel my different uh, organs inside that are inside me. I can feel them here. Yeah, not only uh, and this this, what we say, heart, it's not a heart at all, in the Chinese way. Yeah. This is the heart, Chinese this here. Huh. That's the other thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. But you women have something much more uh, fine. Uh, you have the soul. You have the soul. We men don't have the soul, but we have heart. Um, uh, most fine things come from the, from the soul. And uh, as we say here in Finland, that you can see from the eyes of the people that if there is a soul, 
in the peop in the person, mm -hmm. and it's only you can see it from women. Hmm. That's so. That's the, our kidney. That's in the kidneys. The soul is in the kidneys. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what is absolutely unknown here in the Western world is the spleen. Is the spleen. Uh, the, even the no, newest books, uh, anatomy books, uh, or uh, lay, uh, doctor books, uh, uh, they are saying that they don't know what word what uh, this uh, spleen is for, and what's its meaning. And it's also in the middle, in the middle of everything. As the Chinese say that this, what we say, heart. It's not the heart. Uh, because uh, the, uh, the energy line that comes from this pump, it goes here only. It is so small so little uh, important, very little important. Uh, like my legs are completely, they represent my kidneys. And uh, yes, my kidneys. And uh, that's the most important. Uh, that's like a uh, basic thing completely. And then, uh, then the energy comes here into our uh, reproducing, reproducing uh, organs here, and then, then it comes here and goes, goes to hand right here in the center, and from here to the this center finger, mm -hmm. the long finger. What we say, you know what it means when you show it like this. <laughs> there are, it's a, a straight one, and there are both sides are, are made uh, very sharp. Those uh, sharp sides, uh, they are called um, eggs in root. So he's talking about this is important. He's making a reference to the blade, which is, it's phallic. And the word edge, which is the edge of the blade, he's also making this connection to egg, right? Egg. So we have egg, ega, which is Old Norse, ek, or edge in German, ege in Dutch. In the Old English, it's egg, and then in English, it's egg. So he's making this connection between the eggs and the blade with the, uh, what they call the, the root language. All right. I just wanted to point that out here because it's an important point. This is what he's, what he's getting to. They are eggs. These are the eggs that we use. This, this we call eggs, not balls, but eggs here in Finland. They are eggs, really, uh, where the seed cells uh, they uh, pr they are being produced there and held there until they come out. But uh, as long as a ma and, and man is uh, productive, 
then uh, they are coming out all the time. They're in those eggs. They, they also look like eggs. <laughs> when you feel them, you can feel them, of course, you too. <laughs> that you can feel if they are egg-shaped or whether they are round balls. And if they are round balls, then you don't have those seeds so well anyway. anyway. And uh, the, that man is becoming a homo also. He's come, becoming homo. And uh, you, can, you can actually see when the boy is growing up, up to, let's say, 10 years old, you can, you can actually feel them then if they are balls that he is going to be homo or they are egg-shaped and uh, he is going to be um, uh, hetero. It comes from the mother that uh, if mother had been eating a lot of sweet things, uh, sugar for example, uh, sweet cakes and things like that, then uh, her son will become homo. And you can, you can see it from these fingers. You can see it. I am hetero. And because uh, this finger, my, my first finger, mm -hmm. is, yeah. is shorter, shorter yeah, finger, when it's, uh, if it's shorter than uh, this uh, nameless or this ring finger, you call this ring finger. If, the, if it's shorter than this ring finger, then you are hetero. But if this first finger is longer than the ring finger, then you are homo. And it's because uh, what the mother has been eating, or mother's mother, even uh, the Chinese say that it goes away um, uh, seven generations even, boy may go back seven generations. Um, it's not only the sweet things, uh, the sugar and things like that, but also the chemicals. If you are using too many chemicals when you are young, and then, uh, then you will become also. Uh, women are uh, then uh, um, uh, lady lov lovers and men, they become homos. But here you can see it. This is definitely, and uh, uh, because I knew uh, that uh, we have never been, my family has never been rich, uh, so we had not any sweet things to eat. And uh, Finland was also, during the war, we had uh, very little food here and no sweets at all. But I knew also what my mother had been eating before, so uh, let's say 150 years ago, and uh, her mother and so on way back. Uh, they have been, uh, they were quite uh, regular working people and uh, eating just the uh, food that the working people eat not any cakes or uh, sweet uh, uh, drinks or anything like that. But now I can see 
Uh, I have two girls, but uh, the other girl is still alone, but uh, the other one is married. He has two boys. They are not heteros anymore. They have been, the, we have had so much better, or uh, I don't say better, but uh, sweet things to eat and much more chemicals to eat because uh, <laughs> it's uh, this yin and yang system, if you know anything about it. Have you heard? Yes. yes. The, sweet, uh, the Chinese way, yes. yin and yang. Um, so these people today, they are eating too much yin food. Um, but my uh, father and mother and uh, their fathers and mothers. Let's go back there for a second. Let's look at the foods that he's they brought up here with the yin. Right. I have to catch it. Hold on. Let's start here with this they person. The, we have had so much better, or uh, I wouldn't say better, but uh, sweet things to eat and much more chemicals to eat because uh, it's uh, this yin and yang system, if you know anything about it. Have you heard? Yes. yes. That's uh, the Chinese way, yes. yin and yang. Um, so these people today, they are eating too much yin. Okay, so what do we have here? We got raw, we have fruits and vegetables, Sugar, you'll get plenty of sugar in the fruits and alcohol can make you feel light, happy, or spacey scattered. Take out the alcohol and the sugar. And what do you have? You have a vegan diet. And then over here, you have chicken, eggs, meat, cooked foods, salt, can make you feel grounded, focused, or aggressive, forceful. You need balance. You need the balance, which is important. But why, why is veganism being pushed so hard? Because it's yin. It is, it is a yin diet. And, it, and if you load up too much on the yin, look what happens. Leo Nigren is basically, you know, breaking it down here. All right. So let's keep going. This is almost over. And then we're going to expand the topic a little bit. Food. Um, but my uh, father and mother and uh, their fathers and mothers had been only eating more. Uh, even they were, there was both yin and yang. But my father ate more yang than yin. And women, of course, uh, women have to have more yin than yang food. And this line here is the meridian, the meridian line. That That's, goes this is Jim Shasar, by the way. There's another one that goes this way. So it divides the planet into four hemispheres. This ring here represents Udama or hell. The even cross is called Rasti. The Christian cross, as they call it today, is called Risti. You'll find that this is the American medicine wheel for the Red Indian. 
He has a ring with a cross in it, which represents the North Pole. These stones are almost 10,000 years old. They want to give a date of 600, 700, because that's when their whole history, their Viking history began. All right. So I wanted to, to mostly play the, uh, the Leo Nigrin part. Although the other stuff is really interesting. After playing that, I decided yesterday to, to kind of do a little bit of research and see if I could validate some of these claims around sugar and how sugar determines either uh, sex preference or gender preference or affiliation. And, and I found something interesting, which I'm going to bring up. And then... And went one step further and found something else that was interesting that is not related to foods per se, but what you do put in your body. So let me bring up the, uh, the sugar research. And this is from November 21st, 2007. And it's from Science Daily. And it talks about sugar as it relates to the effects of sex steroids. So let's read this. This is from the Child and Family Research Institute. Eating too much fructose and glucose can turn off the gene that regulates the levels of active testosterone and estrogen in the body shows a new study in mice and human cell cultures that's published this month in the Journal of Clinical Investigation. This discovery reinforces public health advice to eat complex carbohydrates and avoid sugar. I'm not a complex carbohydrate guy, um, but I do think that avoiding sugar is important. Eating too much fructose and glucose can turn off the gene that regulates the levels of active testosterone and estrogen in the body shows a new study in mice and human cell cultures that's published this month in the journal of clinical investigation. This discovery reinforces public health advice to eat complex carbohydrates and avoid sugar. Table sugar is made of glucose and fructose while fructose is commonly used in sweetened beverages, syrups, and low fat food products. Estimates suggest North Americans consume 33 kilograms of refined sugar and an additional 20 kilograms of high fructose corn syrup per person per year. Kilos. Remember back in the day where they would show like a kilo of like heroin or Coke in a movie? It's pretty fucking big. And then you amplify that by 33 or 20, and those are significant amounts that the average American is putting. And that's the average American. There are people that are beyond the average, probably double that easily. Glucose and fructose are metabolized in the liver. When there's too much sugar in the diet, the liver converts it to lipid. Using a mouse model and human liver cell cultures, the scientists discovered that the increased production of lipid shut down a gene called SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin, reducing the amount of SHGB protein in the blood. 
SHGB protein plays a key role in controlling the amount of testosterone and estrogen that's available throughout the body. If there's less SHGBG protein, then more testosterone and estrogen will be released throughout the body, um, which is associated with increased risk of acne, infertility, polycystic ovaries, and uterine cancer in overweight women. Abnormal amounts of SHBG can also disturb the delicate balance between estrogen and testosterone, which is associated with development of cardiovascular disease, especially in women. Here's a quote. We discovered that low levels of SHBG in a person's blood means the liver's metabolic state is out of whack because of inappropriate diet or something that's inherently wrong with the liver long before there are any disease symptoms, says Dr. Jeffrey Hammond, the study's principal investigator, scientific director of the Child Family Research Institute in Vancouver, Canada, and professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the University of British Columbia. With this new understanding, we can now use SHBG as a biomarker for monitoring liver function well before symptoms arise, says doctor. So they're looking at the SHBG um, and they're noticing that and they're saying, okay, if something's off, then something's off for the liver. So they're kind of back engineering or reverse engineering uh, the uh, sort of the effects of this with the liver itself, which is, you know, kind of interesting. Um, physicians have traditionally measured SHBG in the blood to determine a patient, patient's amount of free testosterone, which is key information for diagnosing hormonal disorders. In addition, SHBG levels are used to indicate an individual's risk for developing type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. The discovery dispels the earlier assumption that too much insulin reduces SHBG, a view which arose from the observation that overweight pre-diabetic individuals have high levels of insulin and low levels of SHBG. This new study proves that insulin is not to blame and that it's actually the liver's metabolism of sugar that counts. The re this research was supported by a grant from the Canadian Institute of Health Research, the Michael Smith Foundation for Health Research, and the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. Okay, so essentially, what does that mean? So if the GHB, SHBG levels are low, then the, the production of testosterone and estrogen cannot be regulated. And it can go in any number of directions. You could have high estrogen in men, um, high testosterone in women, right? It's just, it's not balanced. You're not getting the yin and the yang. So that's doing something in a person's DNA, right? In their genetic code. So if that's happening while a woman is pregnant and they're taking on these high levels of glucose, um, high levels of fructose, and we haven't even gotten into the xenoestrogens. That's going to be passed on to the child. And what Leo Nybren was saying is that you got to go through seven generations, ultimately, to come to some level of genetic homeostasis. That's all fucked now because of the vaccines. The vaccines are a major disruptor. I'm talking about vaccines that are part of the vaccine schedule and also the quote unquote um, gene therapy that they've they're masquerading as vaccines. 
So this is this is a huge problem. And then, as you can see behind me, you know, you've got these Saturday morning kids commercials or cartoons for Saturday morning. And what are they pushing? They're pushing really sweet cereals that kids get fucking addicted to. Right. And that's going to change them. It's not just what happens, um, you know, when you're in the womb and your mom is eating lots of, you know, pastries or, or, you know, processed cookies and all that shit's gotten worse, by the way, it's all gotten way worse, way more ubiquitous, but they were essentially getting kids hooked on this sugar, right? High levels of sugar. And these kids would be bouncing off the walls because they're eating all this fucking sugar. And by the way, the gluten isn't great either. We'll throw that into the mix. Um, if you have a cereal like, say, Cocoa Puffs, rice has a very high glucose level and it's being sweetened as well. So you're, get, you're, you're getting like super high glucose levels with Cocoa Puffs. And then these kids go off and they go to school and they can't sit down. They're all over the place, right? It's going to be mostly boys because boys are pretty active anyway. And then what happens? Oh, they're hyperactive. Now you're going to get on a schedule for ADD drugs. You know, it's going to be back in the day, it was Ritalin. And it's all connected to this intense production of sugar in our diets. And it seems to be affecting us long-term. So when we look at what's going on in the world and people are having gender dysphoria, people are you know, thinking, hey, I got to get a sex change. Um, you, you, there, there's, there's a reason for it. It's biological. They, they, they have been hacking the human genome with this stuff. And it's been, it's been going on for a while. There, you know, Michelle Gibson did a really great video on Willy Wonka and sugar and cereal in why these things were promoted so heavily. And they were promoted so heavily because people are easily programmed. And Emily Moyer, who in my estimation, did just some of the most brilliant work on sugar as programmable matter, right? Sugar as crystalline structures that form in your body that become, pro crystals are programmed. You can program a crystal and sugar is a, just, you know, make rock candy, see what the fuck happens, right? So we've had this stuff in our diet for decades and we were unaware completely unaware. The question is, were the people who were pumping this stuff out unaware? I would say mostly. But I would also say that at a high level, the answer to that would be no. Because now we're getting into like high-level eugenics. And eugenics isn't about creating the master race. Eugenics is essentially the science of tampering with biology. And you know, the, there was this idea that eugenics would be used to weed out the sick or the infirm or uh, the vulnerable, right? You would use that. And basically certain people would not be allowed to 
reproduce. And then over time, you would you would have a race that was vital and fit. And by having a race that was vital and fit, you would be able to be nearly invincible because all these other groups and races would have defects, both physical and social defects, right? So that's a whole other idea or belief around eugenics. But eugenics is really understanding how to hack the human genome. So is there anything else that has contributed to this, you know, ping pong balls versus eggs? So I did a little search on the internet and I found a very interesting article. But what was more interesting about the article is the coverage that it received and then the coverage that it didn't receive. And let me read you, I'll show you the article. I'm gonna read you the article. And then I'm gonna tell you, cause I searched for a while and there was absolutely like zero follow-up with this article. And there's a reason why I'll show you. So this is from the uh, Huffington Post. It was originally posted on April 1st, 2013. Now, they probably used this date because they thought that people would think that it would be a joke. But it's not. Vaccines produce homosexuality, says Italian scientist Gianpaolo Vinoli. I'm going to read this to you. An Italian scientist is arguing that vaccinations produce homosexuality. Gianpaolo Vinoli, a 70-year-old scientist, journalist, and opponent of vaccinations, says that vaccines make people gay. Vinoli, who's a proponent of alternative medicine, recently spoke with Vice Italy's Matteo Lenardone. So somebody from Vice magazine in Italy did the initial article, and it went viral. All these people started picking it up. And it was at that time, it was to poke holes in it, make fun of it, um, you know, see it as like this weird, paranoid, conspiratorial homophobia. Let me, let me read you a bit more here. So this is via Huffington Post translation of the Vice interview. The vaccine is introduced into the child. The child then, then grows and tries to find its own personality. And if this is inhibited by mercury or other substances present in the vaccine, which entered the brain, the child becomes gay. The problem will especially be present in the next generation. Because when gays have children, the children will carry along with them the DNA of their parents' illness. Because this, and this is what he's saying here. Now, just keep an open mind. Don't get attached to the language. Try to keep an open mind here. Homosexuality is a disease, even though the WHO has decided that it is not. They lifted the, at one point, homosexuality and transgenderism were considered to be effects of mental illness. And to, um, 
what's his name? Vinoli, Vinoli's point, that would be mercury in the brain. I'm going to keep reading here. Even though the who's decided is not, who cares? The reality is that it is so. Each, each vaccination produces homosexuality because it prevents the formation of one's personality. It is a micro form of autism, if you will. You will see how many gays there will be in the next generation. It will be a disaster. This was in 2013. Here we are in 2022. Nine years. But what he's really referring to is the run-up to 2013. And the vaccination schedule went through the roof in 1984, 1985. Why is that? It's because Reagan gave a blanket protection to the pharmaceutical industries or the pharmaceutical industry so that they could have immunity when it came to vaccinations. They get immunity. They get legal immunity. So what he's really talking about here are people that are born right around 1984-85. Who was that? The millennials. And then who are they giving birth to? They're giving birth to Gen A. All the kids now, all these Pluto and Capricorn kids now, right? The ones that they're working on basically flipping their sex, gender dysphoria, taking them to drag queen story hour. That's the relationship. It's the millennial parents who are on this accelerated and aggressive vaccine schedule. All right, I'm going to keep reading here. And by the way, I know millennials who have kids that are fine, right? There's, there's always going to be something that's contrary to a broadly stated fact or opinion. There's always going to be a different story to tell. So I'm not saying that it's a blank, but look at the numbers. The numbers are way up, way up. 20% of Gen Z, 20% identifies as either gay, non-binary, transgender, or any number of other uh, sexual orientation identifiers. 20%. That's huge. Huge. Despite these views, Vinoli insists that he supports same-sex marriage and gay adoption. He doesn't blame gay people for their illness, just as he wouldn't blame someone who suffers from cancer or a heart attack. He told Gay Star News. But we have to say that it's an illness, something that does not respect the order of life, he told the outlet. One of the main causes is represented by vaccines which go against life, disturbing our mind and spirit. The proof of that is the big increase in the number of homosexuals since mass vaccination began. This is the result. Some of Vinoli's arguments, however, have been disputed for more than 30 years. In 1975, for example, the uh, APA, the American Psychological Association, removed homosexuality from its list of mental disorders, citing research 
uh, has found no inherent association between any of these sexual orientations in psychopathology. The APA goes on to say that no findings have emerged that permit scientists to conclude that sexual orientation is determined by any particular factor or factors. Gay rights in Italy continue to lag, blah, 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 blah. This goes on and on and on. And they turn this into kind of an anti homo into a homophobic sort of uh, rant or trope. Um, I think it's interesting. Now, the, the other interesting part here is that when you search for Vignoli in any subsequent articles or publications, you just go into a black hole. I found a few things um, that were from Italy and you'd have, I'd have to translate them, some PDFs, but it's like, this came out 2013, um, you know, the Huffington Post poked holes in it, made fun at it. They always leave the story with, well, no, that can't be, this isn't true. It's not real. You know, there's no, there's no correlation between homosexuality and mental illness because, you know, we lifted the definition. So by us lifting the definition, it doesn't exist, right? It's kind of like how the word groomer has been banned from Reddit. Groomer has been banned from Reddit. You can't use that word anymore. So now they have to come up with it. That's recent, by the way. So you have to come up with another word. Like this is how far this thing is going down the tracks. But there's really a black hole with Vinoli and his research. It was like, okay, we don't, we don't want to address this. All right, so let's add it up. You have high fructose, corn syrup, sugar everywhere, everywhere. It's in everything impacting people and their diets promoted all the fucking time, all the time. And it's absolutely altering human behavior. It's altering human biology. Let's throw in the vaccines and the ramp up of the vaccine schedule. Huge. Starting 1985, look at people post-1985 if they've been heavily vaccinated, right? What's going to happen? There's a there's a strong chance that their kids are going to be different. And what are we seeing? We're we're basically seeing a new species. And I've talked about this for a while. Like the human genome has been hacked, and we are not living like amongst one another in the same way that we used to. You know, some people say, "Well, variety is the spice of life," right? You, you know, it takes many different colors to make up a rainbow. If you go back and look at films and photographs from the 1930s, 40s, 50s, even up to the 60s, what will you see? You, people had different styles of dress. They didn't all dress the same. The further back you went, the closer they are into, in, in their apparel and appearance. But you see people who were uniformly fit. They're not fat. They're not fat. And I'm not fat shaming here. It's, I believe it's a byproduct of a number of different things. It's a byproduct of the diet, your, your inherited genetics that have been altered 
via diet and your inherited genetics that have been altered via xenoestrogens, which I haven't even talked about. Like they're showing traces of Roundup in everybody's urine, blood, right? Roundup is everywhere. The xenoestrogens are changing things. We've got plastics. We know the xenoestrogens are in plastic. They're altering who we are. And then we have the whole vaccine mode. So what's happening? It's changing the human species. That's why we are going like this. That's why we are we're at a Y in the road. And trying to have conversations about this is nearly impossible because one group is going to get triggered, right? You cannot talk about these things. And I would gently assert that the reason why you can't talk about them is because there are probably genetic switches and markers that do not allow for that form of communication to happen. And I go back to the Peter Bogosian video where he's talking with the rooftop crowd. That's a completely different species of people. And that gets into, you know, the, the whole like representation of the mutants and the X-Men, which I've talked about before. So this is kind of a big deal, right? It's kind of a big deal. This is what we're dealing with. And, and now we've got the mRNA stuff, which, which is really this, you know, Darwinian disruptor. It's, it's on steroids, what, 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 what it's doing and what it's going to do and, and will impact fertility, right? Fertility, sterility. I mean, we, we haven't even begun to see the, the deep impact of these shots on people that are living and their offspring or the offspring that they're trying to have. We haven't seen any uh, black eyed baby videos lately. Have we wonder what happened to those, those people we'll have to do a follow-up on that. This is a problem, and this gets to what Leo Nigren was talking about, and we can see there's scientific verification for this. Like, they have found it. And the, the, the dirty little secret around vaccines is to do exactly what they've done, was to ultimately create a new species. And even talks about how homosexuality is a micro version of autism which is, you know, mildly interesting if you really think about it. Um, so I wanted to just kind of give you some backstory and some filler around what he was saying. Now, there's some interesting things going on that relates to what we're talking about. One of them has to do with Brittany Griner. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Brittany Griner, who I haven't really talked very much about. Brittany Griner has been in a Russian jail. And let me show you Brittany Griner if you don't know who I'm talking about. So first of all, I believe Brittany Griner's a dude. Brittany Griner is a dude 
that is playing in the WNBA. That's Brittany Griner. Tell me that's not a dude. That's Brittany Griner in jail in Russia playing professional basketball. And was popped. There's Brittany Griner again. Not getting, Brittany Griner is not getting um, his estrogen doses in Russia. He looks like a dude, right? You can see it. There's another one in Russia. Not getting the estrogen shots. So Brittany Griner was caught with some hash oil in Russia. He, she was playing there. And by the way, there are pictures of Brittany Griner without a shirt on, and she has no breasts. I'm convinced it's a dude. Intersex, maybe, right? But a byproduct of some of the things that we're talking about here. Now, there's a, obviously, there's a war going on, and the Russians, they're not going to release Brittany Griner. LeBron James came out. Got to bring her back. By the way, Brittany Griner completely shit on America when she was playing in the WNBA. You don't want to stand for the national anthem. That's your right. You don't have to do that. Seriously, you don't. That's your right as an American. People ask you, say, hey, man, I just don't, I don't, I don't believe in it. If you can articulate your views, it's even better. She doesn't have to. But when you go out and you badmouth the country, which she and the WNBA has, because it's not just that, hey, you know, I really don't believe in it. Uh, I'll keep my views to myself. The WNBA has gone all in on Black Lives Matter. Everything is systemically racist, right? It is the most woke fucking league in pro sports, and they lose money. They are a big sieve on the NBA who pays for everything. And she's one of the more popular players because of her height. I think she's like six, eight or six, nine. And she was over in Russia playing, playing ball because they, they pay better in Europe. And she got popped with some hash oil. She's been in jail for, I think, how long? About five months, six months now. So they just recently sent Bill Richardson the fat-ass governor, former governor from New Mexico, who, by the way, has connections with Jeffrey Epstein and the ranch in New Mexico, that Bill Richardson. They sent him over there to negotiate, to get her out. And the Americans have this guy, he's, a, he's an arms dealer, and he's Russian. He's called His nickname is the Lord of War. I think they might have modeled a Nicolas Cage movie on this guy where Nicolas Cage plays this arms dealer. And he's been in 
an American jail for a while, American prison for a while. They're going to fucking trade Brittany Griner, who hates America, has been bad-mouthing America, and who, who in the grand scheme of things is really nothing, for a guy who's one of the biggest arms dealers on the planet, and they're going to give him back to the Russians who have essentially, you know, stumbled upon hundreds of thousands of rifles, RPGs, um, you name it, pistols, ammunition that they captured in Ukraine from the United States. And they're going to get this guy back. What do you think he's going to do? Think that's a fair trade? All right. Let me show you something else here. Uh, Yoshi Shimasi just wrote an article about Brittany Griner. This is what I'm talking about here. Shimasi is a good writer. I like him. The notorious Olympics Femi champ swings them dreadlocks from near to far because this Nike fashion star clenching a Black Lives Matter fist has dethroned Bruce Jenner off the celeb list. Brittany at six feet, nine inches long can still flick as a wrist, though there's just a little twist. Ding dong. That may sound crude, even downright shady because Griner's a dude who looks like a lady. So take it from there, Usher bro, and say, yeah, if you scored with that tranny, you're tossing the free throw into the net. Anyway, that's his little attempt at doing a hip hop. Uh, excuse me for the impromptu attempt at criminal abuse of poetry, a.k.a. hip-hop, on the theme of contemporary black ballet because women's basketball star Brittany Griner, the uppity cover girl for, of women's athletics, who is really a man in drag, which is true, has been sitting inside a Moscow jail on a drug charge for his attempt back in February to board a plane with vials of cannabis. So I got that. Possessing the essence of marijuana inside a glass tube is a criminal offense across most of the world, except for 44 countries, with no exceptions, not even for rock stars, A-list actors, and sports figures. Cannabis possession for medical use being in small quantities legal in 37 states of the U.S., but banned at the federal level. The American woman's basketball player was arrested in February during a planned departure from Moscow Airport with vials in her purse. Russia's federal de uh, director for drug control has the American athlete listed as a subject in a large-scale drug smuggling. Afghanistan and Turkey are major centers of hash oil production for the illegal Russian market. If the same sort of smuggling was done in Singapore, she'd now be on the receiving end of an old fashioned arse whooping because black lives do not matter inside a British style prison yet yard. Indeed, the hard driving Miss Griner needs a dose of reality from the waistline down. So that gets into her, gets into her story, how tall she is. There's Bill Richardson. That's the connection with Epstein. He gets into all of it. 
right? Estrogen use. So Brittany Griner is running out of estrogen. That's what's happening. And they've got to go over there and bust him out. That's his wife. The longer he stays there, the more he is going to look like a fucking dude. That's what's going on. So even Yochi Shimatsu is uh, all over that. Here's the last story I'm going to end on. And this kind of shows you in a lot of ways, you know, where we're at. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not endorsing this and I'm also not, not endorsing it. But uh, these Chechens are, are fighting with Russia. They're Muslims. Russia and holy war in Ukraine against satanic West, LGBT. Apti Alatnov, the commander of Chechen forces fighting for Russia, praised Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, calling it a holy war against the satanic values of Europe and the United States, as well as the LGBTQ community. Alatnov made the remarks during a recent segment of Russia's State One, Russia One television, a clip of his remarks were shared on Twitter on Sunday by Julia Davis, a columnist for the Daily Beast and creator of the Russian media monitor, Chechnya, where Aladnov hails from is Republic of Russia under the jurisdiction of Moscow. Well, why don't we watch it and see what uh, this guy has to say. Here we go. Прежде чем подойти к резнику, я надеюсь, вы мне дадите э, сказать, что я думаю вообще о том, что происходит сегодня в мире. Резником, наверное, это последняя букашка вот в этой цепочке, которую нам с вами еще предстоит, как говорится, поставить на свое место. Я скажу так, что вся моя юность, э, я рос на том, что меня готовили к той войне, которую мы сегодня с вами видим. Вот эта война... Это та священная война, о которой говорили наши святые, наши э, старцы. Я на этом рос. Я вам скажу одну вещь. Я воздаю хвалу Всевышнему за то, что я живу сегодня в России. Я воздаю хвалу Всевышнему за то, что эту страну возглавляет Владимир Владимирович Путин. Потому что это мужчина, который отказался принять якобы ценности европейские, на самом деле вот эти сатанистские ценности, которые навязаны всему миру, и я ему благодарен за то, что он остается тем человеком, который придерживается ценностей, и это государство ведет именно по пути Всевышнего, потому что мы с вами не находимся под флагами ЛГБТ, и я знаю, что до тех пор, пока он жив, мы не будем под этими флагами. Я считаю, что это самое главное, что мы с вами должны сегодня увидеть. Я благодарен Всевышнему за то, что ближайшим соратником Владимира Владимировича Путина является глава нашей республики, герой России Рамзан Ахматович Кадыров. Но вернусь обратно к тому, почему я считаю эту войну священной и почему я считаю, что мы однозначно в этой войне выиграем. И 
Скажу так. Все то, что мы сегодня видим, вот, это вот, вот этот э, блок НАТО, вот это все, мы должны понимать, что когда я читал многие писания по исламу, христианские писания, причем я изучал и Библию, и Коран, и Тору, все, что можно изучить, я изучил все. Во всех этих писаниях я знаю, что нам предстоит война с войском дьявола, с войском даджаля, антихриста, называйте его как хотите. So this guy is essentially saying that we are in a spiritual war. That you've heard from anybody else over on this side of the world who believes that? No, it's not. Not at all. And this guy is fervent, right? He is religiously tied to his belief in a way that goes all the way back to his youth and leads into this idea that he is fulfilling God's plan. Whether you believe that or not, whether you back him or not, or you believe it to be true. I think deep down inside, we know that what we're dealing with is not right. It is not whole. It is not holy. Um, it, it is a perversion of the human experience. And it's not, and I'm not blaming the people who are having to deal with the byproduct or the back end of what I would call incredibly severe programming. I'm not blaming them, right? They're, they, when they were young, they had no say in getting what, 40 vaccines or the type of foods that they ate because their parents were thought that they were making the best choices in some situations. Maybe in most. And in a war, who do you think is going to win? That guy with that belief or the LGBTQ rainbow NATO army? Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think has the moral high ground in that conflict? The math is not that hard. And this is where we're at. And I'm not picking a side. I'm not like, I'm like hey, I'm pro-Chechen or pro-Russian. But I can see it for what it is. And that ties into just about everything else we've covered today. And it's been and what's behind me and the talk of the genetic modification is the lead up. It was creating the frontline troops and the ideology for the battle of the spirit that we're in today. Okay, that's it for now. Hey, I'll be back tomorrow. Um, Robert Phoenix here. Use your head in order to serve real. Your heart's hit what's possible and uh, keep your path on the straight and narrow. It's a little bit of a joke. Take care. Bye for now. We'll see you tomorrow.